back from their Alaska trip to be with us. <laughs> I bet it was a lot cooler in Alaska than it is here, isn't it? Never? It's the craziest thing. Oh, you have to share that. Okay, let me open with a word of prayer, please. So today, Lord, we thank you, oh God, for our nation, for our freedom to gather here in our sanctuary and be comfortable. We thank you for our church. We thank you for its deep involvement in the history of your nation, Lord Jesus. Father God, give us your truth. Open our hearts to your word. We ask this through your name, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Okay. Tanya. Yeah. Testing, testing. No, just kidding. Greatest day in history. Death is
broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight o'er the ramparts we watch with so gallantly streaming and the rocket's red flag the bombs bursting in air gave proof 
to 
are so great. You are so great. Be seated. Thank you, Father God. We're getting ready to go to communion. And I think, good to see you, Miss Betty. And, uh, yeah. And last month, I don't know if it's last month or two months ago, I don't really remember, but I did a whole sermon on communion so everyone would understand. And, um, I asked Gary to do the communion. These are things he knows in his heart, he knows in his mind, he can do it without having to see. And um, on Wednesday, when we're talking about battlefield of our minds, we're talking about how we need to get into the Word of God and know the Word of God. And I have watched Gary through this time of not being able to see, knowing the Word of God, repeating the Word of God. He could preach the sermons without even having to look at a word. And so this is a man who's put it in him ever since he's been a young teenager. And I think you want to share a little bit of what happened yesterday, don't you? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's all yours, huh? Praise Jesus. How, how many are, are ready to praise the Lord? You, you've, you've been in praise so far and worship so far, but we've got to continue. We can, you know, the, the, the highest form, Lord showed me this one day, the highest form of worship we can give to him it says in the Proverbs, uh, give heed to my word. Take heed to my commandments. What does that mean? That means to set your eyes and your heart whenever the word is about to be released to set before the Lord. That's Jesus speaking to you. He is the word, right? I mean, the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory the glory is of the only begotten of the Father. Hallelujah to Jesus. Somebody praise his name this morning. Glory to God. Amen. And Jesus coming to us is the word speaking to us. So the highest form of worship is to pay attention to Jesus, the word coming out with the intention of doing that word, grabbing hold, embracing that word. Uh, this morning I'm reminded of the fact that we need to focus on the covenant because in this, uh, what we call, we refer to as communion, Jesus was saying, a new covenant I make with you. He said, a new commandment I give to you, right? Uh, what was that new commandment? Anybody remember the new commandment? You that love you one love one another as I have loved you. That's the basis of the covenant of the kingdom to understand this. So to know this covenant, we have to know the love of God and embrace the love of God and practice the love of God. Amen. Amen. We prayed before service in the, the kitchen area this morning. One of the things coming out was, Father God, fill us. Fill us up with that love from above. Help us to, to show it. Help us to display it. Help us to be love before the people. Amen. And this is a covenant of love a new covenant i make with you it says in the word we can read in first corinthians chapter 11 uh, that jesus the night he was betrayed he took the bread and he broke it and passed it among the disciples this was the last we call it the last supper right it wasn't the last supper because i'm looking forward to another marriage supper of the lamb glory to god coming up but that was what we we call the last supper on earth for him 
with the disciples. And he did that in this covenant that he was making, a new covenant I get. I'm breaking this bread for you, my body broken for you. How many of you are ready to partake of this covenant before the Lord right now, to partake of the body and of the blood? Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Father God. She wanted me to share what had happened yesterday. You know, I, I was, for some time, because of the foot situation, I was uh, given a command by the doctor to keep the foot elevated, right? So I would sit on that love seat we have at the house and lift it up in the air like that and keep the foot above my heart. And in doing that, I had a lot of time I'm not wild and crazy about television, especially the new shows because of the stuff they seem to promote so much of. It's, it's not godly. They're not religious, not righteous before the Lord. So I would sit there and what thank God for YouTube app on the phone. Amen. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for smartphones, for Steve Jobs doing his job <laughs> and, and getting us these smartphones, these iPhones and things out there. And, and so there's an app called YouTube. How many have got YouTube on your phone? I want to recommend that you go to the Believer's Voice of Victory app, or uh, uh, there's several apps for Kenneth Hagin Ministries, some different ones that teach the word of faith. What do you mean the word of faith? You, you one of them faith preachers? Well, Jesus was a faith preacher, people. Amen. I'm going to tell you that. Jesus preached faith in our Father God. Amen? Faith in the love of God. And so these are word of faith. Paul said, the word of faith which I preach, I, Paul, preach. So if Jesus preached it and Paul preached it, I think it's okay to follow in their footsteps, amen? So get those guys. They helped me through the years spiritually. That's where I stopped oh, riding the holy coaster. You. you know what I mean by that? I get saved at 14 years old, and I rode the holy Who coaster the for years, up and down, in and out. One week I was a Christian. The next week I didn't know. The next week I was a heathen again all over, you see. And so that helped me become steady to get this word of faith in God inside me. And so I recommend go get those apps. Yesterday, I happened, I haven't been able to read the, the, I can pick the phone up and can know where things are on the app. So I hit the YouTube and I, I don't know who's what on there because I'm able to read the, the writing on it right this moment. And so I would pick an app, say, Father God, lead me to a good app, a good word for today. I clicked one. And there was the Believer's Voice of Victory Healing School in Fargo, North Dakota, live right at that moment. Brother Copeland was sharing instead of glory this time. And he went through about, he, he likes, Dola says he's long-winded. Well, I guess maybe he is. He's got a lot of word to come out. And it was an hour and a half at the end of that. He's got a healing line, but he begins to pray for the folks and begins to call out and saying, eye conditions right now, hemorrhaging in the eyes. I'm speaking in the name of Jesus for you to stop. Cease your operations. Let them see clearly. Stop obstructing the vision of my partners in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And I repeated after him, hallelujah, and began to say, Father God, I'm thanking you that this hemorrhaging is ceasing, is stopping. Amen. In that name above every name that I'm beginning to see clearly. And within five minutes, did you know for, for six weeks, it's been like looking at a, a, a mirror in the bathroom after you take a hot shower. It's been blurred that way, you know, hard to, difficult to make anyone or anything out. Matter of fact, I'd be in front of the mirror trying to, to put my war paint on, and I didn't know if I ended up with Geronimo or Bozo. I couldn't tell. 
I'm two feet, I can't tell who I am. <laughs> so that's what I was looking at and what I was dealing with. And, and Marguerite, we were, I was going through a battlefield of the mind, believe it or not. I, I don't, should I get mad at the Lord about what's, what's going on here, Father? What is going on? But you know what happened? The battlefield of the mind tells you to keep control, keep your poise before the Lord. Stand on the word. Wrap the word around your waist and just hang freely in the word and the promises. So doing that, I began to listen to the word and begin to repeat what he was sharing with us. Father God, I'm thanking you and praise you that according to the atonement of Jesus who his own self bear my body, bear my sins in his own body on the tree, that I being dead to sin should live under righteousness, by whose stripes I was healed. If I was healed, what tense is the word was? It's past tense. Jesus paid it all, like the song says, he paid it all, all to him I owe, glory to God. So I'm sitting there and I'm praising him, Father God, your word says it, I am the healed of the Lord. And you know what? My eyes started to clear up. Now, it's a process. He also mentioned the fact Jesus said these signs will follow the believer. They shall lay hands on the sick, the sick, and they shall recover. Now, recover means a process, right? Okay. Sometimes Jesus was doing the gift of miracles at times, so uh, a lame person would suddenly get a straightened out bone and stand up and walk and do a happy dance. Okay, but I'm recovering. So I, within five minutes, I'm seeing clearer. The fog on the mirror is starting to go away a little. I can see Marguerite and Keith out there, but I can't really uh, give you details. If, you know, if she's become a bearded lady, I can't tell that, you see. You understand? I I'm not able quite, to, but it's a process. It's getting better. I can see Paul back there about four rows back from him. No, uh, both eyes actually, but the right eye is still a little more clouded up from the from the, the hemorrhaging. But the left eye, they had given me that shot with that medicine to help stop the, the hemorrhaging back there. And Dolus, I'm going to sing that song, Don't It Make My Black Eyes Blue, <laughs> because I normally got blue eyes, right? And she said, you're, she said, honey, your eyes are completely black now. They're dilated and black like you're, on a, like you're stoned or something, honey. <laughs> Yeah, she did. She yeah. So, so I, you know what's happened? She said yesterday. She said, "Honey, your your left eye has gone blue. It's back blue again." Hallelujah, praise God. You see, that's that's the word of the Lord. That's the word, and and we're gonna go through the process. I go get. They're gonna give me an even better shot on the right after Tuesday, and by this time next weekend, I'll be even clearer. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you for Jesus. The work of Jesus. The covenant of Jesus on the cross, what he has done. He paid it all. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Somebody praise him. He paid it all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to Jesus. And in paying it all, this was the covenant that he made with us. The atonement. Atonement means at one meant he brought us back to our Father God's house. Amen. Brought us back to righteousness before the Lord. Brought us back to having the right to have this healing, health, and wholeness. That's the bread. Take the, is anybody come and got your bread yet? We've got, we're all completely done. We're, we're completely, okay. I didn't realize I was that long-winded here, folks. I, I didn't realize I went that long and had everybody a chance to get it. Would you, <laughs> would you hold the bread up before the Lord? Hold the bread up before the Lord right now and say to the Father, Father God, 
I'm thanking you for the atonement of Jesus on that cross and even before the foundation of the worlds. I'm thanking you. That atonement paid it all. This body was broken for me. This life was poured out that he might take it up again and give it to me. This body was broken so that I might be healed. I thank you. I receive that. I give you praise for that. Amen. Partake of it now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, if you will, hold your cup up. And say these words, Father God. Jesus told us this is his blood poured out for us. I receive this blood. I receive it as cleansing. I receive it as wellness. I receive it as my redemption. Back to heaven. And I'm thanking you and praising you for sending this Jesus, this begotten son, to buy me back to your kingdom, to your house, to your family. I receive it on that basis. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let's worship him. Worship him. Standing on holy ground, and I know that there are angels all Jesus now, for we are standing in your presence on holy ground. Would you lift your hands and sing it to the Lord? Oh, we are standing. On holy ground, and I know that there are angels all around. So let us pray. Standing in your presence on holy ground. Oh, thank you, Father God, for manifesting by your Spirit this covenant that we've 
commemorated right now. We believe you, Jesus. We receive you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus, that it's so. It's done. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. We praise your name, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. You have something, Cecil? Yeah, I've got a couple of things. We can't uh, hear you. Can't hear me. Everybody can hear me. I'm not today. Huh. Really? <laughs> wow. You, you don't hear that. <laughs> favor, yes. Definitely favor. <laughs> yes, definitely.
Mm-hmm. You go through life and you get in a mundane rut. And that blessing next to you just oh, shocked me to begin with. You out of your rut now, Cecil? I'm out of my rut. <laughs> that would do it, yes. <laughs> Right. Thank you, Lord. What a great testimony. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. And we have another testimony you can kind of say. Uh, his name is Brian. Would you come up here? He became a teenager. Yeah. That was yesterday, correct? Tell me what it feels like to be a teenager. Nerve-wracking. Oh, <laughs> why is that? One of the reasons is a lot more responsibility. The other is you have to go through lots of changes. Sometimes you're not ready for that. I don't think any of us are ever ready for that, Brian. But here is a birthday card, and we're going to sing you a happy birthday. You're going to sing it. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Brian. Happy birthday to you and many more. You certainly hope so. We do too, Brian. <laughs> as, as we get ready to prepare our tithe and offering. Um, I was just thinking how many of us who are in the older generation, maybe over 60, can even remember <laughs> teenage years. Uh, I remember my teen, when I became 13, I didn't have to sit at the kids' table at Grandma's house anymore. <laughs> there were so many cousins during holidays, we had a kids' table, and and when you graduate to 13, you weren't at the kids' table anymore. And so I was at the adult table. And after a while, I thought I should go back to the kids' table. It's really boring over here. <laughs> but as we prepare our offering, let's just lift it up to the Lord right now. Father God, we thank you for all that you've given us. We thank you for the testimony that's been given to Cecil, Lord Jesus. And Father God, we tithe, we give offerings to give back to you, and you have given us so much more. May this be pressed down, shaken together, and runneth over. In your name we pray. Amen.
you. Thank you, Lord. It is so good to be able to give. I've got him doing double duties right now. Here, Dwayne. Oh, hello. You want to lift these up? Okay. Yeah, yeah, that kind of confused me. Since Cecil started that the other week and gave me this. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Father God, we lift these up to you, Lord Jesus. And we thank you, Father God, that you are taking care of all of our needs according to your riches and glory. Amen. Amen. We like to change things up right here all the time. (laughs) You all have your new bulletin for this month, so just go ahead and look in that. But I just want to say happy 4th of July, and and, uh, Brian's birthday was yesterday, and tomorrow is Terry's birthday. Um, Marguerite has a birthday this month. We have more birthdays in this church this month than any other month of the (laughs) whole calendar. I was like, wow. So... um, that's pretty cool to be celebrating around the 4th of July, I would think. But All right, and so this is the 4th of July weekend, and so we have a special by Dwayne. Yeah, I, I had to restrain myself when I saw that Terry's birthday was, was the 4th of July from going into my Cagney and doing the Yankee Doodle Dandy thing. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway... Um, We're a member of this nation, this nation of America, the United States. We're a member of that nation. But we have a bigger nation that we have loyalty to, and that's the nation of the family of God. Okay, go ahead, Cecil. Start that again, Cecil. The sound wasn't good at the beginning. Pledge allegiance to the Lamb with all my strength, with all I am. I will seek to honor His commands. I pledge. Allegiance to the Lord. I heard that Christians long ago were brought before a tyrant's throne. That he would spare their lives if they would renounce the name of Christ. But one by one, they chose to die for the Son of God. They would not deny, like a great angelic. I can almost hear their voices ring. I pledge allegiance to the land with all my strength, with all I am. 
come and the years have gone but the cause of Jesus still goes on now our time has come to count the cost to reject this world and embrace the cross so one by one let us live our lives the one who died to give us life the trumpet sounds on that final day I will proudly stand and boldly say I pledge allegiance to the land with all my strength with all I am I will seek to honor his command I pledge allegiance to the land to the Lamb of God my pain took my place and wore my shame I will seek to honor his command I pledge allegiance to Cecil, we have a clip for the 4th of July. This is America's birthday today. And when we were coming to church this morning, we noticed, because we live by the golf course, so many cars at the golf course. And I just started praying, Lord, we need those many cars at our church. <laughs> so, um, and it's a 4th of July weekend and people are gone. Okay, you want to grab the lights and we'll get it started. God, on the day we celebrate our nation's birth, we place our faith in you. You are the one who gives us freedom. You have endowed us with inalienable rights 
life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And may we pursue you with the passion that you first pursued us. As we celebrate our great nation, we remember the sacrifice and turmoil that this country was born out of and that continues to shape us today. We know that you are not done here. We know that we are far from perfect and we know that you have a plan. We pause to remember that you are our God and we are the people of your pasture. Help our country turn toward you. Bring revival to this nation. Give our leaders clear vision and sober minds. Bring peace and justice to our schools and unite us all as brothers and sisters. God, we ask that your kingdom would come and come quickly. May peace and prosperity come to your children living in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Amen. What a lovely reminder what freedom is here in America. So this morning, we say, Happy Birthday, America. First slide, Cecil. We are 246 years old, and it was formed declaring independence July 4th, 1776. Now, when I was a kid, I went through all the history that every kid goes to, but when I was 18, I found myself living in Germany. And the first 4th of July, there was, I was <laughs> the person not recognizing where I was at. And I'm like, where's the parade? Where's the fireworks? Why aren't we celebrating the 4th of July? <laughs> and I had a lot of people look at me and say, uh, you're in Germany. <laughs> we don't celebrate here. That's your guys' holiday. So... That is one thing we can consider this is our holiday because America was founded on this. And it was founded in America and God we trust. It's on our bills. It's on so many things. And God we trust. Do we really remember that? If you look at your money, you'll see it still says, in God we trust. If you go to your state capitol or Washington, D.C., you'll still see, in God we trust. But I ask you today, do we? <laughs> do we still trust in God as American nation? See, when America was founded, it was founded on biblical principles. Those are things we have to remember about our forefathers. In 1776, the Declaration of Independence was voted yes by one vote. So votes do count. Even back then, one vote did it. When they signed that independence, they signed their death warrant, and they knew it. Going against Great Britain was surely a death call. They all had good jobs. They all had good money. They were pe important people. But they were strong in receiving freedom based on Christian documents. Very strong on that. John Quincy I. Adams said, these documents of independence was based on biblical principles of the Bible. They are based on the Ten Commandments. How far have we gotten away from our forefathers? 
America founded on Ten Commandments, biblical principles. Now people want to make their own principles up. No, we need to go back. We need to look at America, especially on the 4th of July, to say how we were formed. Today we see the detailing wording that Congress was declaring an independence from Great Britain. The most quoted line you hear from the Declaration is, We hold truth. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalliable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I remember, I don't know if they still do it, but I couldn't graduate high school unless I knew the Declaration of Independence, unless I knew my, the, everything that was dealt with back then. We had to memorize that, that these truths... And that it was based on biblical principle. Freedom is a great definition of independence. As it is the result of the choices we make in our life. Choices. The power of choice is one of the greatest freedoms that we have in this country. But it also is extremely important in the Bible. Proverbs 2.6 For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. We should always pray daily for us as individuals to have wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. But we should pray it over our government. We should pray it over anybody in office that they would get the wisdom and the knowledge they should have. I expected an amen off of that one. Do we pray for our government? Do we pray for the people we don't like in office because they are in office? You understand, if you don't like them, they're still the ones ruling this country. We need to understand to pray for knowledge and wisdom for them. God can change them. God can change them so we'd be back to the biblical principles we need to be on. We all know the truth in John 8, 32, it says, And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Do you understand how much biblical things talk about us being set free? We're free. We're free in God. John 8, 32, that when we know God's word and allow it, it will make us free. We will only be free once we know the truth, and the truth is the word of God. That's why, again, it's so important to know the word of God. People want to mess with our head. They want to give us falsity, but we can sit here and say, whoa, that's wrong, because I know the word of God, and that's the truth. That's what we have to get in us. In Christ, we're also free to enjoy life, to enjoy God, and to enjoy ourselves. Jesus did not die for us to sit around and be miserable. He did not die for us to sit around and be, have the joy sucked out of us. Jesus Christ died to give us freedom of joy and happiness. There we go. Amen. Yes, yes. So we're going to look at six freedoms today. Freedoms that we must celebrate this 4th of July weekend. Number one, the freedom to believe. Our country continues to serve as a magnet of oppressed individuals who come to the USA for dreams and opportunity. And they receive good jobs, they receive food free, they receive shelter free. But they must, as we must, not rely on the government 
to support us. We must rely on Jesus Christ. He is the resources of everything. He is the... That's good, Betty. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jesus Christ, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. 1 Timothy 6.17. Again, the Lord provides. It's nice to have a government, but the Lord provides. Number two, the freedom to live out our faith. In some countries, the mention of serving God or his son means instant death. Whew. I am glad I am in this country. I have traveled all over, and I was so happy to get back to America, I never left again. I enjoy being in America to serve my faith in freedom. I really do. If anybody ever goes overseas, most of the time they want to come back. <laughs> yeah. So, so yes, and mention, so, so we here had our forefathers recognize that God was a creator. They recognized that throughout everything when they were doing July 4th, 1776, that God gave us the rights to declare independence. Our faith is so important to us. Our faith is so important to everyone, and it gives a foundation for America, and it should give a foundation for your life. When life seems out of control, seek the source. Seek the source of creation, God. Now, Marguerite and Keith have traveled all over, went to Alaska and back again. And I want to hear all about it, but I imagine you've seen some of the God's greatest creation. When we get out of these four walls, we can see God's creation. We feel God here. We seek God. But when we get out and look, just walking outside with the green grass and the trees, Always. I always go, wow, that's God's beauty. And he made it for us to have. Number three, freedom to worship. As we are experiencing here today, we're allowed the choice, again, the choice of how to worship. We have, so, we have like 450 churches in Rockford alone, different religious backgrounds. We have choices of how to worship and where to worship. Our individual gifts become stronger when we come and unite together in Christ and have our brothers and sisters. So choose a church. If you're out there watching Facebook, choose a church. Get with people that are like-minded that would be brothers and sisters in Christ. So, freedom of worship, freedom of choices. Joshua 24, 15 says, choose you this day who you will serve. That's a freedom. That's a freedom we get to choose who we're going to serve. Number four, the freedom of prayer. Whenever and wherever we are, we are free in America and free to pray. By choosing to submit, our request to God in prayer, we are making the choices to live out the faith to which he calls us. We are choosing to pray and be free to do it. Number five, freedom to vote. Ooh, that was just happening recently. Yes, freedom to vote. No one can tell you how to vote. They can't pressure you into voting a certain way. Now, there's a lot of commercials. I mean a lot of commercials to the point you don't even know what's true or not true. And that brings us to prayer, our freedom that we have in America to pray to know how to vote. 
But you know, 10 of a millions, 10 of millions of professed Christians don't even vote. We must recognize in our nation, every vote does count. When I was at Rock House, I had a gentleman that was working for us, and he was very political-minded, and he expressed his opinions on a constant base. I never said much of anything. The day came when we were voting for our president, because that was four years ago, or three years ago, and we all come in with our little sticker, I voted. He didn't. And I said to him, I said, where's your sticker at? He said, oh, I don't vote. And I stood there and I said, from now on out, you do not have the right to give us your political opinion inside Rock House. He goes, what are you talking about? I said, you don't vote. You've lost all the respect any of us would ever have to even listen to you again. Oh, my vote don't count, blah, 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 blah. No, that's a cop out. Don't want to hear it. So I'm very much into voting. I'm very much into saying this is what I believe in and this is what I'm going to vote for. So if you don't vote, don't tell me. <laughs> so as body of believers, we must call sin, sin, and stand up and cast our votes through God's divine wisdom and direction. We pray before we go in and vote. We pray for who we're going to vote for. Let God direct us. Number six, the freedom of happiness. If you notice in the decoration, one of the rights it defends is the pursuit of happiness. Galatians 5.22 says we can have real joy in our life as we walk in the Holy Spirit. We don't have to pursue happiness. Rather, we choose to live it out through the Holy Spirit. This allows us to receive what we richly deserve from the Lord Jesus Christ. We need prayer in our country. We need the Lord's wisdom. We need the Lord's blessing on this country. We need to turn our face back to the Lord and have him first and get rid of all this nonsense that is not of God. We face difficult situations in our country. We face many difficult situations in our past. But as we love our country and we are American citizens, we rise up against the negativity. Let us seek God's face. Let us be dedicated to the Lord and pray. Charles Spurgeon said, I would rather teach one man to pray than ten men to preach. <laughs> I've always appreciated that. But as we look at our American flag, do we know our colors? Do we know what they stand for? Red symbolizes value. White represents purity. Purity is a word that someday I'll preach on and you might not want to hear it because it's lost in America today. But we need to get back to purity in the Lord Jesus Christ. Blue represents justice. So in Galatians 5.13, it says, For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love, through love. Not marches, not anger, but through love, serve one another. So at this time, in closing, I would like all of us to stand and say the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, 
one nation under God, indivisible, and liberty and justice for all. Amen. Let's close in a word of prayer as you're still standing. We pray that you would unify your people, O Lord, for your glory, Lord, in your name, O Lord. We call them Christians, and we rise up, and we say, Lord, we believe in you. We believe in your great truth. Take your truth with us, Heavenly Father. Let us go out in this world, and people see your truth and your love in us. Father God, let us be faithful men and women to you and to the nation of people. In your name we pray. Amen. Blessings to you. Blessings on this 4th of July to America. Enjoy fellowship. <laughs>